but I'd like to look at a subject that uh, it's not talked about much anymore. I appreciate some of the songs that we sang this morning. You know, I'm grateful for the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen? And uh, it was mentioned about people's testimony about how or when they got saved. Uh, it's kind of fun just to ask people. Most people get saved at an altar or in a living room or with children in mom or dad's bedroom or in a Sunday school class or something like that. And I don't know, maybe you have an unusual one. I have an unusual one. I got saved sitting in a tractor cab, uh, a farm tractor, in the middle of a wheat field. I was drilling wheat, planting wheat, and uh, listening to gospel radio, and uh, trusted Christ as my Savior sitting in a tractor cab. Amen. Okay? And uh, I don't know what your testimony is of where you got saved, but uh, I am glad that no matter what, if you're born again, we all end up in the same place. Amen? Amen? Amen. Heaven. Um, subject I'd like to look at, if you turn your Bibles to uh, the book of Genesis and chapter 3. And uh, <clears throat> I'd like to look at, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the chapter. Uh, I realize uh, it's, it's not terribly long, but I, I think there's important things in it. I might stop and make comments a little bit. Uh, but I want to look at a couple of different things this morning. But my, my main focus this morning is, is forgiveness. Um, with the idea of saying, I'm sorry. Now, now, gentlemen, they have a saying, happy wife, happy life. Okay? Can, can I add to your happiness here, gentlemen? Okay? If you're married, all right? Just, just say you're sorry. All right? I don't care who started it. <laughs> I don't care who did it. Okay? Just say you're sorry and move along. All right? And uh, because she's going to be right anyway. All right? <laughs> just cut the chase. I'm sorry. And everybody be happy and yeah. All right? Okay. They, uh... Some of you say, are you joking? Not really. Okay. <laughs> Anybody been married more than, longer than 44 years? Longer than 44? All right. Okay. They, uh, so I, have, I, I, I don't know that I say that I've learned my lesson. <sighs> okay. I'm ongoing here. <laughs> but every time it comes up, if I just learn to say, yeah, I'm sorry, it's better. Amen, amen, amen. All right. And I hate electronics. There we go. <sighs> anyway. Um, Genesis chapter 3. And I will put on my eyes. And you can read along silently as I read aloud. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, You should not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall, ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, 
and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the women saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also under her husband with her, and he did eat. The eyes of them both was opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed big leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Abraham and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told thee that thou wast naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And the man said, The woman whom thou gavest to me, gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. And the Lord said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, and above all beasts of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow, and in thy conception and sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and hast eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it, cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow thou shalt eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face thou shalt eat bread, till thou return unto the ground. For out of it was thou taken, for dust thou art, and unto dust thou shalt return. And Adam called his wife's name Eve, because she was the mother of all living. And unto Adam also unto his wife did the Lord make God make coats of skins and clothe them. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become as one of us, to know good and evil. And now, lest he put forth his hand, and take also the tree of life, and eat, and live forever. Therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden, to till the ground from whence he was taken. So he drove out the man, and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. Father, we ask your blessings on your word and the preaching of it. Lord, speak to hearts. Again, we are a very needy people. Uh, there are uh, the possibility of folks here who do not know for sure that heaven is their eternity, do not know for sure their sins are forgiven. We thank you for your word that you said that uh, you are the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but by uh, yourself, and you're not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And we just ask God that you speak to hearts in, in that case, 
and uh, they'll not spend eternity in hell, but Lord, they can spend eternity with you and know it. Father, for those of us who are born again, Lord, help us to learn a simple truth from your word about uh, the clearing of ourselves, the, the forgiveness of sin, the um, being able to approach your throne boldly, your throne of grace boldly. And that, Father, we could claim that uh, if we confess our sins to you, that you are faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we ask your blessings this morning. Help us, and we'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to look at a couple things. First off, as we looked at the, the, the actual event here of Adam and Eve and uh, their actions, they, uh, dear person, if you're here and you are not born again, sin is one of those words that we, we, we know the word, we, we understand the word, uh, and, and probably everybody in this room would admit that, uh, that and, and would say, we are all sinners. That is true. That is true. But people hide behind that saying, we all. All right? Uh, I am glad that the Lord Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. Any, the Bible says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, what? Shall be saved. I'm glad for that. Amen. That's anybody. That's everybody. Amen? Amen. Okay. But people as in, uh, Jesus didn't die for uh, humanity in mass. Jesus died for the individual in mind. All right? Jesus died for me. Jesus paid the penalty for my sin. All right? And a lot of people say, yes, we all sin. Again, that, that's just a, that's a, that's a scapegoat, all right? Thinking, that, again, they can just be camouflaged in that idea that we're all messed. A wise person will acknowledge the fact that they are a sinner. And folks, until an individual does that, you know, we use that word saved. Saved from what? And I ask people that, and, and it's interesting some of the answers you get, but the fact of the matter is salvation is simply being rescued from the penalty of sin. What is the penalty of sin? Death and hell, separation from God forever. All right? Okay? And so that price, Jesus, the last thing that Jesus said on Calvary, he, he cried out and he said, to tell us die. What did he say? It is finished. He paid the price in full, okay? And again, a lot of people have this idea that he just did it as a, as a blanket thing for humanity. True, he died for all. But folks, he died for the individual. He knew me on Calvary. You say, wait a minute, weren't even born then. He's God. Amen? And you say, well, can you explain that? Nope. I have a uh, I have a, uh, uh, a finite mind, okay? He is infinite, all right? And yes, he does know. By the way, another thing, that people say God can do anything. That is not a true statement. God cannot do anything. God cannot break his promise. God cannot lie. Amen? All right? 
And so I am glad. So if you're here, ma'am, sir, teenager, child, and you do not know for sure that heaven is your home, the first step you need to come to the realization that you personally are a sinner and in need of a Savior. Okay? Uh, Metropolitan Baptist Church has taken no one to heaven. Uh, if you're not a member here, you're a member of, of some other place, uh, uh, perhaps a denomination. I don't know, okay? Uh, Jesus did say, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father by my, but by himself, by me. And uh, John 14, 6. And so Jesus is your answer. But I want to just look at it a little bit closer here. And uh, as the serpent confronts um, Eve and, and he questions her, he, he immediately begins to, to bring doubt into her mind. Uh, and, um, you, know, you know, doubt and fear are are dangerous, dangerous, and but very powerful instruments, all right? And uh, every one of us in this room, it, 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 who knows what levels, and, and, but doubt. We, when doubt can cloud our minds, can cloud our judgments, can cloud, uh, uh, doubt's a horrible thing. It's a horrible, horrible thing. But, so doubt is here, and, and folks, every one of us in this room have been there. And uh, again, I'm talking to, I'm trying to, to, to just reach out. If you're here this morning and you're not saved, please just give me a couple minutes. I'm not going to spend the morning on this topic. I'm going to move on here in just a little bit. But I want to give you the opportunity, all right? But what S Satan did here is... He, he presented something to her. And the Bible tells us in, in verse 6, and the woman saw it. Okay? By the way, you'll find this almost the same wording in, in the book of Joshua in chapter 7. All right? You'll find the same thing, verse 21, 21, 22, somewhere right in there, um, that uh, a man by the name of Achan, he saw he saw something, and, and just as she saw it, uh, this, that the tree was good for food, and it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired. Achan saw something, and he coveted it. He wanted it. Why did he want it? Because it was pleasing to him. Bible tells us that sin has its pleasure for what? A season. Okay? There's probably folks in this room who because of decisions or choices that they made uh, early on in life, uh, because they want, they, 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 they liked that taste of sin. They, they liked that feel of sin. They liked that expression of sin. Sin, sin you know, we get this, uh, you know, we, get, we see pictures of the devil, you know, and he's the, the horns and the, and the red skin and the, and the forked tail and all that kind of stuff. You know, sin's not painted that way. Not at all. Sin, sin has a, an attractiveness to it. Sin has a, a, a pleasantness to it. 
It has a, it has a, a pleasant odor. It has a, a pleasant sound. It has a pleasant touch. It has a pleasant feel. All right? And, and sin is that away. Because if a, sin really presented itself what it really looked like, hey, nobody would go there. Nobody would go there. I, uh, I remember as a child, years and years ago, um, I, I used to read lots of magazines. I would read uh, Life magazine, and I'd read Saturday Evening Post magazine, and I'd read Time magazine, and, and those kind of things. And, and they, were, they were filled with, with advertisements with tobacco and, and alcohol. And, and you'd always see the, pe the people were so happy and they were always in a group and the smiles on their face and, and you could just see, you know, that, man, they're just having a blast. They're just having a ball. Well, how come they don't take, you know, have the advertisement uh, in, a, in a hospital room with, you know, someone lying there with tubes in her nose and, and I, I don't want to get to, you understand what I'm talking about. That's really what the sin is. That's really what the sin looks like. But, but people don't think about that. I didn't get saved till I was 23 years of age. Folks, I made a lot of... I made a lot of bad choices. And unfortunately, a lot of bad choices that I made affected others, as we can see here as well. Seriously affected others. But she looked at it. She said, I've, I, I've just got to have that. And she took it. Dear person, you're here without Jesus Christ. Look, I am talking to you about something that every one of us here who are born again had to confront in our own lives. I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. And the Bible is very, very clear. The Bible says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, what? Shall be saved. Amen? Amen. And you can get born again. You say, can you prove that? You know, October 23rd, 1975, October 22nd, 1975, I would have asked that same question. How can you know? How could you possibly think that you could be good enough to go to heaven? How, how could you think there is a, such a place called heaven? I, a, a thousand different excuses. A thousand different uh, uh, rebuttals. A thousand different reasons why I would question the whole thing. Religion. On and on and on. But I thank God because of the word of God. The Bible says these things are written that you might know that you have eternal life. I thank God listening to this Bible. There was no man in that tractor cab with me. There was no church service going on in that tractor cab with me. There was nobody else. There was nobody there trying to convince me. 
I was listening to preaching from this Bible, from this Word of God, and God, the Holy Spirit, got a hold of me. And folks, I came to the full acknowledgement. I'm a sinner. Amen. In need of a Savior. And I shut the tractor down and bowed my head and got born again. That happened in the morning. I did not see anybody the rest of that day, did not speak to a soul. I l finished my work for the day. I went to my home, just me, just myself. Is the only one that lived there? No, but I did not, I did not see a soul. Interesting thing happened the next morning. I, I worked for a man. Uh, we, he farmed, and he had two homes on his property. I lived in my home, and of course, he lived in his home with his family. And uh, he had a lot of kids. And uh, as, as the scenario went, every morning, I would get up, I would walk to his house, I would have breakfast with his family, and we would sit and talk about the, 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 the projects or the duties and the goings-on for the day. And as a rule, he would then go his way, and I would go my way. And oftentimes, I'd go another day and not see another soul till the next morning. Well, the October 23rd, 1975, I got saved in that tractor cab. Now, this family that I worked for, they knew me very, 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 very well. Very well. Shamefully well. And... As I was walking to the house, the, uh, one of his teenage daughters had, was coming out. They had an outbuilding. They, had some, they did laundry there, and they had some freezers and refrigerators and whatnot. For, and uh, she was stepping out. Well, they had a storm door and had glass on it. And she came out, she, she opened it, and she saw through the glass. She saw me coming. I was just a few feet away, meters. There we go. Sorry about that. All right. <laughs> And, 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 and she, just, she just put her back to it, and just, as I just come around the corner, and she said, hey, by the way, it's not a Christian family at all. She said, hey. I said, what? She said, what's the matter with you? I said, nothing. Why? She said, ooh. You're different. She went on. She, she, I went in. And, and by the way, I said, yes, you're right. I am. I didn't know how I was different so much. I didn't even know why I was different so much. But I knew a change had happened. I didn't know, understand all the ins and outs of it. Not even close. But I knew a change had happened. And so she went on. I went into the house. The family's all there. 
the clamor and the clanking and the things going on, fixing breakfast and getting ready to go to school and all that kind of stuff. And they're sitting around the table and people are coming and going, big family. And I sat down and that entire family came to a halt. And they all sat there or stood there and stared at me. And Bob said, what's wrong? I said, nothing's wrong. And that was the quietest breakfast I'd have had in a long time. I wished I had time to tell you what happened. Maybe next time. Dear soul, I cannot prove it to you. But I can tell you this by my own life. God saved me. And it's not because I'm worthy. It's not because I'm good. It's because he's worthy. He's good. And it keeps his word. And I'm glad I am a recipient of his wonderful gift of salvation through the blood of Jesus Christ. Well, I want to go on. I want to look at what happened with Adam and Eve in that garden. And I want to, this would be good for both, unsaved if you are here, but definitely saved. Because I don't hear or see or, or, or um, realize this very much. If Quickly go over to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. All right. Matthew chapter 6. And uh, I grew up a, I grew up Catholic. And uh, one of the things that I did as a, as a Catholic boy is uh, I would go to confession on Saturday, and uh, I always thought that we weren't supposed to know who was on the other side of that. But as soon as I got there, he already knew who I was. He called me by name. I thought, this is not fair. Of course, I knew who he was, too. <laughs> but I wasn't supposed to tell him or anybody else. But I would do confession. And he would give me some penance to do. Rosary. Now, folks, I'm a little boy. I got, I, 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 I've, got, I, I've got a busy schedule. Okay? You know, I got people to meet and places to be. And I ain't got time to sit around and be sitting a bunch of Our Fathers and Hail Marys. So I'm telling you, I got really, really good at it. Fast at it. I could go around that. I could go around that. Ro those rosary beads. Like then. I mean, I could. I go through them fast. Okay. Because I got to get on with life here. I'm a little boy. All right. Okay. But that Lord's prayer in, in Matthew chapter six in verse seven it says, "But uh, when you pray, use not vain repetition." Hello. How come I didn't know that when I was a little boy? Our fathers and Hail Marys and the Apostle Creeds is vain repetition. Period. 
Okay, all right. Uh, as the heathen do. Oh, boy. Okay, by the way, dear Catholic friend, if you have a Douay Bible, it says the same thing. Got that? Okay. For they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not therefore like unto them, for your father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask him. Then Jesus said, after this manner. Okay, it's a model prayer. Therefore pray ye. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. That's talking about sin. That's talking about offenses. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Lord's prayer is over. But look at verse 14. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. The Lord's Prayer ends in verse 13. But he reiterates in verses 14 and 15. And what is the crux of the matter? It is what? Forgiveness. Amen? And what is forgiveness? That is the basis of salvation. My sins are forgiven. So, I want to look at opportunities. They both sinned. And so, Jesus, the Lord, he, he, as, as he would each day, the Bible says he would come into the garden in the cool of the day, and he called out, Adam, but no answer. And there is no Adam. He's not to be found. Now, the Lord already knew what had transpired. This was what, what, what Adam uh, uh, and Eve had done here was not a surprise. It was not a... Uh, he knew exactly what had taken place. All right? I want to look at the opportunities that God gives us to just get our heart right. Amen? You know, I'm also glad that God is not a God of one chance. I am glad that God is, is willing and able and ready to listen. Amen. All right? And so he goes to the garden, he calls for Adam, but he's not, doesn't hear from him, doesn't see him. Adam had an opportunity at that point. Adam had, uh, he, he had a first opportunity to confess his sin. But that's not what happened, okay? He did not confess his sin. What did he try to do? Hide his sin. How many of you had had or have children, what's the first thing they do? They hide their sin, and they hide from who? You. You know, uh, some, you know sometimes parents think that it's just my child. Oh, no. 
Compare notes. It's everybody's child. Amen. Hey, by the way, when you were a child, you did the exact same thing. Amen. All right. You hid your sin and you hid from who? Mom and dad. Okay. I'm telling you, Adam was just a little boy. I'm telling you. Okay. All right. And so he, he just hid. Adam had an opportunity to get right. He did. But what did he do? He hid it. He hid it. In Proverbs chapter 28, verse 13, it says, He that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. What is mercy? Mercy is you and I not getting what we do deserve. Amen. All right? And so he had an opportunity. And then, from there, so Adam finally makes his appearance, and, uh, and the Lord said, Adam, what have you done? He's now had a second opportunity. The first, Adam could have just gone on his own. That didn't happen. So now God is speaking to Adam directly, and he said, Adam, what have you done? By the way, he didn't say, how come you did that? By the way, parents, when our children sin, that's the dumbest question in the world to ask your child, why did you do that? Hello, what's the answer? Sinner. Amen. Why did you do it, Dad? Why did you do it, Mom? Okay? Same answer. Sin. All right? And so, he has now a second opportunity. But he asks him point blank. Now it gets real ugly. Really, really ugly. First off, he said, I was naked. You know what he's doing? He, he's, he's trying, to, he's trying to, to make the conversation go his way. He's trying, to make, he's trying to help the Lord to understand here, you know, Lord, maybe you didn't notice, but hello, I was like naked. And God said to him, really? Now, who told you you were naked? Right? We understand that, um, and, and, and I'm not, I'm not going to go there this morning, Okay. But he has a second opportunity. But he, he's, he, he's already, uh, I don't know, did he sit there and, and, and start, you know, trying to think his way how he's going to try and convince the Lord that, you know, maybe he's right in this area. Maybe God just doesn't quite understand. And he needs to kind of bring God up to speed on some of this stuff. And what does he do? Folks, when, when the Lord actually just brings it down to him and says, and, and who told you you were naked? And here's what he said. God, that woman you gave me, she is at fault. You say she blamed the woman. No. She blamed God. She he, she, he blamed this whole thing on 
God. That woman you gave me. If you hadn't done that, I wouldn't be in this mess. The blame game. We're in churches all over this planet. Rarely do we see people come to an altar. It's becoming less and less and less and less. Fewer and fewer and fewer. I'm beginning to think, my goodness, we are in the midst of a lot of people who are sinless. Surely. No fault. No sin. No guilt. He had a second opportunity, but he blamed God for the whole thing. Blamed his wife. He didn't take the blame himself. Accused somebody else. You say, well, Eve was at fault. I understand. I understand. But that wasn't God's fault. Amen. All right? You say, well, how come Eve isn't the one? You know, the Bible talks a lot about the blood. For the life of the blood is in the, what? Flesh. God is so incredibly intelligent. Until just a few years ago, and us understanding the, 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 the knowledge, the, the information that's in DNA. Folks, it's the man. That sin that is passed out. Uh, I grew up in Catholic, and, they, and, and we tried blaming everything on Adam because we called it the original sin. It was Adam's fault. No, I make my own choices. By the way, that's full wokeism. Think about it. I'm here because of them, him. Okay, no, I'm here. I'm a sinner because of me. Amen. My choice. Not Adam's. Mine. But sin is passed upon men through what? The blood. And how's all that done? Incredible. DNA. Amen. All right. I wish I had time to go there too. But he had a second chance. He had a chance to just get it right. What if Adam had come instead of hiding in the garden and just came and dropped to his knees and said, God, forgive me, I have sinned. I think things would be different today. What if, what if, what if Adam had, the second chance, what if Adam had said to, to, to God, he said, it's not your fault, God. It's not, it's not Eve's fault, God. It's my fault. What if he'd have done that? I think things would be different today than what they are. You say, how, 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 do you, how, how do you think it'd be? I don't know. But I think things would be different. And then he had a third opportunity. Again, the blame game goes on. And rather than him take the responsibility of his own sin, he blames somebody else. He turns to Eve 
And he said, Eve, and she said what? The serpent beguiled me. Well, sin has consequences. By the way, I am sure glad that I am washed by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says uh, the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses from all unrighteousness. Amen? All right? And, uh, but sin still has consequences. Um, and I got born again October 23rd, 1975, but can I tell you, I am still reaping consequences of choices I made before I got saved and even after I got saved. Sin has consequences. So what are the consequences? Well, first off, they immediately began to die. I, I don't think they were even aware of that. I don't even think they were even, maybe even thinking about that. But they began to die. And by the way, the Bible tells us here that one of the consequences of, of sin was he told Adam, you're now going to till the earth, the ground where you came from. And you're going back to that. Amen. And so he says, Eve, you have consequences. Adam, you have consequences. And as as, as husband and wife, as a, as a couple, as the only two people on the planet right now, you have any greater consequences, the garden is now closed to you. And you can never come back here. The, the garden, uh, the, the tree of eternal life, the tree of life, cannot have it. You are now dying. Nobody in this room is going to beat that. Death is sure. Are you ready? Are you ready? If you're here, dear Christian, and you are born again, if we could just learn to come clean. And I just want to read one scripture in 2 Corinthians. You can look there if you like. 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 9 through 11. What are the blessings of confessing sin. In 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 9 through 11. Now I rejoice not that you were made sorry, but that you sorrowed to repentance. For you were made sorry after a godly manner. 2 Corinthians 7, 9 through 11. That you might, rec that you might receive damage by us in nothing. For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of. But the sorrow of the world worketh death. For behold, this selfsame thing that you sorrowed after godly sort. All right? So what are the blessings? What are the benefits of confessing sin? Well, when we do confess, we're humbled. Man does not like to admit he's a sinner. I don't know a person in the world who likes to admit they're wrong. All right? I hate admitting to my wife I'm wrong. It just, I do not like it. I, uh, I, 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 I personally do not ever like saying it's my fault. Not pleasant. Don't, don't enjoy it. Don't appreciate it. But I'm wise if I do. 
because it's good for me that I've been humbled. It's good for me that I've been afflicted, all right? But what else comes from it? It says, what carefulness it wrought in you. Caution. You know what? If we would just learn to confess our sin and call sin what it really is, sin. You know what it'll cause us to do? Be cautious. Why? I don't like, I don't want to be humbled. I don't want to have to go back to that. I don't want to go, as a dog returneth to his vomit, don't want to go there. Cautious, cautious, cautious. Yea, what clearing of yourselves, conscience. This world today is, it, 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 it walks around and peoples are so full of guilt. They know that but they just carry it with them. This, 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 this clearing of yourselves, the clearing of our minds, the clearing of our hearts, says, yea, what indignation that we could learn to hate sin. Yea, what fear. The Bible says the beginning of what? Fear. <laughs> If we could really understand what fear really does. The Bible says that God has not given us a spirit of what? Fear. But of what? Love and of a sound mind. Beginning, the, the, the beginning of knowledge is a fear of the Lord. If we could understand that sin is a fearful thing. Yea, what vehement desire want to, wanting to live right. Yea, what zeal, excitement about living for the Lord Jesus Christ, and yea, what revenge. I am glad that God is a revenger of sin. And it's good if I could learn to stay from sin and let God take care of the, what? Offenses. I don't have to. God can do that. And so, coming down to it, what if... Adam had said, forgive me of my sin. What if Adam had acknowledged his sin? What if Adam had taken responsibility for his sin? What if he had confessed? What if he had just simply said, I am sorry? Wouldn't it be better if we just learned to say, I'm sorry? Wouldn't it be better if we'd just come to God first off and say, Lord, I'm, I've sinned, I'm sorry. But if we could do that with each other, if you and I could just humble ourselves and, and maybe there's some, some scission with somebody in this room, maybe it's with a parent, maybe it's with a child, maybe it's with a spouse, maybe it's with a church member, maybe it's a cohort at work, maybe it's a boss, I don't know. Maybe it's a neighbor. And just say, I'm sorry. Isn't this Christian life about being sorry? you think about it. I got saved because I what? Confess my sin. I'm sorry. And I am sorry. I'm a sorry, sinful wretch. And I am glad for the blood of Jesus Christ. If you're here, dear friend, and you're not born again, listen, you can, we would love to take a Bible and in a few minutes show you how you can know for sure you're on your way to heaven.
It doesn't take long at all. But dear Christian, you're here and you are born again. When was the last time you just simply came clean? When was the last time? Every head bowed, every eye closed.